My brothers and sisters in the Lord, there's a wonderful little story about a priest in Brazil. And the priest had a central town, a larger town where the church was located. But because there were very few priests in the country, he was responsible to travel to all the neighboring villages where he would go to celebrate mass, to celebrate the sacraments, to offer catechesis to the people. And for those journeys, he would take a donkey. And the donkey would travel the path to the various little villages. Well, one day he was in one of the neighboring villages and after celebrating mass, he was heading back to the main village where his church was located. And while he was riding the donkey and as the donkey was going along the path, the priest fell asleep. And so he fell asleep and was just sitting there on the donkey and he was awakened because all of a sudden the path which was somewhat smooth became very, very rocky. And as the priest awoke, he saw that the donkey had made its way off the path and was walking through a very rocky field in order to arrive back at the village. The priest was a little upset at first, but he saw that the village was not far off. And so he calmed down and he allowed the donkey to continue to make its way through this rough path to arrive at the village. And when he finally arrived, his parishioners there were all in the church. And as he walked into the church, they were all praying, but they were praying for a specific intention. They were praying for him, for his safety. And when they walked into the church, there was this loud cry of happiness and joy. And one of the individuals came up to the priest and they said to him, we received word that one of the ranchers in the country who was anti-Christian and anti-faith, he had set out a plan or a plot to kill you. And so we had some individuals waiting for you at the bend in the path so that when the donkey would pass, they would murder you. And so we're so happy that you have arrived back safely. Now, my brothers and sisters, I do not know if that was just a coincidence or if that donkey had a little divine insight. But what I can tell you is I certainly believe what St. Paul writes to the church in Rome, that all things work out for good for those who love the Lord. That little donkey was an instrument of God's grace. My brothers and sisters in the Lord, as we heard in our gospel reading as we entered church with the blessing of the palms, we read about Jesus coming into Jerusalem on this donkey. And I don't know if you realize, but the donkey has a very important role in salvation history. This little animal, known for being stubborn, having a very colorful history, why is that? Because all the way back to the prophet Zechariah, the prophet Zechariah gives this prophecy. Greatly exult, O daughter Zion. Shout for joy, O daughter Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. A just savior is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the fall of a donkey. That was the prophecy 
That was what the people were waiting to be fulfilled. And there we hear in the gospel, Jesus coming into Jerusalem on the donkey. He says to the disciples, go into the village. You will find the colt tethered there on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone should say to you, why are you doing this? Reply, the master has need of it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and he sat on it. And he took the colt into Jerusalem. My brothers and sisters in the Lord, that is a beautiful story and a great example of humility. The Savior, the Messiah, comes riding in on a donkey. Jesus comes into one side of Jerusalem on the donkey. On the other side of the city, Pilate is arriving into Jerusalem. But Pilate is not riding a donkey, he is riding a white stallion. Those who greet Jesus are the peasants, the lowliness, lowliness or the lowliness of the low. Those who accompany Pilate, the Roman legion, the soldiers who have their armor and their shields and their weapons. The peasants, they have their cloaks and their leafy branches that they're waving in the air. Those who accompany Pilate are coming into the city with the Roman battle march. Those who accompany Jesus are singing Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. My brothers and sisters, right there, there is no greater contrast between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. And on this Palm Sunday of the passion of the Lord, we have to make a decision, my friends. Do we desire to be part of that kingdom of God or do we get trapped by the kingdom of the world? Are we a people of humility? My spiritual director told me a long time ago, when you hear that gospel read on Palm Sunday, always remember that you are the donkey. Seriously, remember that you are the donkey. Because the donkey, my brothers and sisters, the donkey knew that all those cloaks that were laid out and all those palm branches that were being waved, it wasn't for the donkey. It was for Jesus, the one who was riding on his back. That's the stance of humility. When we remember that it's not about us, but we are only instruments in the hand of God. As Blessed Teresa of Calcutta once said, we are nothing more than a pencil in the hand of God who is writing a love letter to the world. That's our image. That's how the Savior enters triumphantly. And we're called to take and follow in his footsteps. But we also reminded my brothers and sisters that as Jesus enters Jerusalem, he is making a statement. And his statement is, is that he is the Messiah. Because remember, Jesus knew the prophecy of Zechariah. And you know who else knew the prophecy? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. They all knew it. And as Jesus came in on that donkey, it was the last straw. Because if he was claiming to be the Messiah, it was going to upset their entire religious system. And you know, my friends, a lot of us, so we don't like when our system is upset. And it was also had the potential of bringing down the Roman army upon them. 
because of this king. And they should have no king but Caesar. They knew all of this. I often wonder, my brothers and sisters, and I often think that if it weren't for Palm Sunday, there wouldn't be a Good Friday. It was the last straw of Jesus coming in as the Messiah. And if it weren't for Palm Sunday, there wouldn't be a Good Friday to give us the beauty of Easter Sunday. And that little donkey was an instrument of God in the story of salvation history. And the people, my friends, they're such a fickle people. You know the palm branches? They look green in the beginning, but you cut them off. And as they're cut off the bush, they begin to die. My brothers and sisters, those people, many of them who were shouting Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord on Palm Sunday, just a few days later, as we heard in the Passion narrative, were shouting, crucify. And in many ways, my friends, we are such a fickle people. We are battling against the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world, and we're in the strife and the struggle about which kingdom is going to win in our own hearts. But when we follow Jesus, the example of the humble servant, then we can experience the true joy that he desires to give us. And I often say, my brothers and sisters, one of the most important things for us to remember on this Palm Sunday is this. The Lord Jesus did it for you and for me. And I say that, my brothers and sisters, because so often we just take all of this for granted. So often, you know, we take our palm branches and they're nice and we go home and we have a picture of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and we stick it behind the Sacred Heart and we forget about that palm branch until next Palm Sunday and we just let it turn brown and it's just there. We just kind of go through the motions. But my brothers and sisters, do we realize what our Lord has done for us? Do we appreciate what it means to be a people of faith? Or, or are we just going through the motions? Is it in our head, just get me out of here. Would that priest just stop preaching? I always say one year I'm going to put signs up on all the doors in the back. Judas was the first one to leave. Sometimes we're just going through the motions. Or do we realize what our God has done? When I was an associate at an unnamed parish, we had a group of teenagers who came into the church. And they decided they were going to have a little fun, quote unquote. And so they decided to do a little vandalism. They broke some of the fingers off the statues, had some paint put on some of the walls. And yes, they got caught. And so the pastor called in the teenagers and the parents to discuss the situation, and I was there. And the pastor was very, very upset in explaining this to the parents, and then all of a sudden, I couldn't believe what I heard. One of the parents looked at the pastor and said to him, I don't understand why you're making such a big fuss about this. Just tell me how much it costs, I'll write your check, and it's done. My brothers and sisters, how many times are we like that with our faith? Our parish is built on generations of people who have gone before us. 
our church, our families, our traditions, and so many times just get it over with, get it done, get it out my face. But that's why we have to remember what Jesus has done for us on this Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord. My dear friends, let us never forget not only what the Lord has done, but also let us remember that you and I were called to be like the little donkey, the humble servant, allowing Jesus to come into the world each and every day, using our heart and our hands and our feet, our gifts and our talents and our abilities, so that the presence of God may become more a reality in our world.